Hello everyone, welcome to your Friday! You're listening to Crooked News, where we bring you crazy news, hilarious history, and sometimes a story from you. (laughs) (laughs) Though that hasn't happened in a very long time. I'm very sad. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, It's a giant glass of wine topic day guys wow i can't talk type of ty- type of guys day mm-hmm. is it a guys day no <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man fuck men but also what? fuck men am i right <laughs> yes here here cheers to that <laughs> all right are y'all ready for some fun stories yes okay Oh, come on now. All right. So, um, this is... Papa Tums and let's get it going. (laughs) (laughs) This is, um, from RTL Today. And it is by someone. They didn't give me an author. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Someone wrote it. Yeah. I I don't know who. (laughs) I can't tell you. It's someone at RTL. Um, so German zombie hunters stopped at Swedish border with car full of weapons. What? Mm-hmm. Someone was hunting zombies in Germany? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the couple belonged to a group called Zombie Response Team and were found to have 16 illegal weapons in their possession upon crossing oh the border. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it is an insane amount of stuff. Like, oh, there's a picture of their truck, and uh, it has zombie response team written on the doors, like, on one door and then again on another. And, like, on oh the back God. window, it's written across, um, infected people will be shot. Um, and with wow. little biohazard symbols. And they've got their phone number what? on here. Yeah, it's crazy. It's... Like the Ghostbusters? Pretty much, but they have a Hummer. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. (laughs) This rather curious incident took place on March 25th, but has only now been publicized in local media. This was published on uh, May 7th. So, two images released by the Swedish Customs Agency show that the couple, a man and a woman, arrived into the country in a Hummer vehicle which bore a zombie response team logo, as well as the rather ominous warning that infected people will be shot. Also in their possession of illegal weapons. <laughs> when was this? Uh, this uh, this happened on March 25th. So my birthday oh my of this year. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. So this is... This could actually be rather ominous. Yeah. Because we have infected people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're just not zombies. <laughs> um. Oh. I just got... <laughs> My phone what? just alerted me. Um, there's a fun little thing happening in Bowling Green right now. Report of a male that keeps running into Kroger on Campbell Lane. He is a white male wearing a black vest, burgundy pants, and a hat with a feather in it. He may have urinated f- on himself. What? <laughs> Sorry oh my God. to interrupt for that, but I felt like that belonged here. That um, did belong here. <laughs> <laughs> A very fancy man may have wet himself. Yes. Look (laughs) out. He keeps running in and out of Kroger. So. Oh my God. If you're. (laughs) 
if you're at Kroger right now, <laughs> be forewarned. Keep an eye out. <laughs> oh, God. That's hilarious. <laughs> Reporting very slightly as to exactly how many weapons were seized, from 16 to over 20. What has been confirmed is that their arsenal included several crossbows, a taser, or some other form of weapon. Le- of electric shock weapon, several firearms designed to fire tear gas canisters, and several canisters thereof, a knuckle iron, and at least one truncheon. I don't know what those last two things are. What? <laughs> a knuckle iron? I'm going to Google it. <laughs> Please do. The local prosecutor noted that they hadn't chosen the most inconspicuous of vehicles for the smuggling weaponry, while the couple's defense attorney states that the couple had not known that the weapons could not legally be brought into the country. They were reportedly on their way to a summer house, which they had recently purchased in the oh, southeasterly. Okay. Knuckle irons are just like brass knuckles. They're okay. just made of iron. And then what was the other thing? Um, truncheon. How the fuck do you spell that? T-R-U-N-C-H- E-O-N. Oh, it's a stick. Uh, <laughs> it's like a like a nightstick. Ah, uh, so they played me. <laughs> like they just That's, made me say it's a, a British. Word. Yeah, d- is this written? This is this written by British people? Uh, it had to have been German people, yeah. and then translated to English, I guess. Probably by British people. Yeah. Yeah, it says British. Uh. It's British for stick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, aren't they fancy? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, why, though? (laughs) Why all those extra syllables when you can just say stick? Exactly. (laughs) Or club. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What good is a fucking stick against a zombie? I have no idea. Uh, some Swedish you get it media off you for like two seconds. That's not even pl- that's not even good planning. <laughs> some Swedish media have speculated that the couple are a part of a role playing association as a means of explaining the zombie response team, but there has yet been, but there has as yet like been no LARPing? confirmation. Yeah, as to whether this uh, is the case. Larping doesn't use real weapons, though. Yeah, this is a little extreme uh, for larping. I would not they... paint my car. <laughs> For LARPing. Extreme LARPing! (laughs) (laughs) It's the new thing on MTV. (laughs) Yes. Nerd culture is mainstream now! (laughs) One enters the arena. Two enter the arena. Only one will remain. (laughs) Oh my god. This could totally happen. Yes. I've got it already. I've got it. I've got it all planned. I just need to speak to some producers. TM, don't steal it. Yes, TM, TM. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay. So this next one is from CNN by Joe Sutton and Holly Silverman. Um, And I saw the title. Didn't even read this. I just saw the title and I thought of you. So (laughs) here we are. I saw one and thought of you, but not in a way that you would like, and I didn't do it because I knew you would hate me for it, so I'm just going to throw that out there. Why would you say <laughs> it, that? Cause oh, it, had to do with, it had to do with teeth. Ah, uh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Could have. Okay. 
So, can I make the noise? No. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you know the kind of day I have had? <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I'm Not sorry. today. Any other day, but today. It's never it's never that it's never today. You can make it tomorrow. How about that? I never get to do anything I want. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. So, police are looking for an aggressive chicken terrorizing bank customers oh in God. Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> I have aggressive chickens, too. But so they're not my it. chickens. Yeah, they're not my chickens, though. They're my neighbor's chickens. And they aggressively shit on all my flowers and eat everything in my yard. And crow right outside my window at 5 a.m. They're all about to be soup. Because I did not consent to these chickens. And I'm upset that they're being forced on me. Not even by my next door neighbors. By... My my two houses away, neighbors. I'm sorry, but if you've got chickens, you need to have like a... They need a fence. Yeah. They can still be free range. They just need a fence. Yeah. Keep them out of your fucking neighbor's yards. I gave up. I didn't plant any flowers this year. Oh. Because there's no point. They're just all going to get shit on and die. Yeah. And, you know, like I can't do yard work because I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> So, there's also that. (laughs) Police in Louisiana urged residents to be on the lookout for a suspect that has been terrorizing bank customers in Walker. They warned that the suspect is ignoring social distancing rules and the orders of Governor John Bell Edwards by harassing customers at the ATM and drive-thru, chasing people and trying to get into vehicles. What? <laughs> the suspect. Okay, then- so this is wrong even if it's not social distancing time. Yeah. Why are you trying to get into people's cars? Leave I- people alone. <laughs> Ask this chicken. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's a I forgot it was a chicken. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thought it was a guy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> The suspect... Oh, this, a, now it's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> the suspect, an aggressive chicken, is described as reddish tan, 18 inches tall, and between 6 to 8 pounds, the Walker Police Department said in a playful oh, post to Facebook. I love, the reddish, I love the reddish tan ones. They're the prettiest. Aren't they? And the black and white speckled ones with the red heads. Oh, yes. You know, they're so pretty. There's an emu looking at me on this page. Oh, my God. There's a related article. Months ago, emus started showing up in a tiny Australian town. They're not leaving. (laughs) And it's just stubborn. Yeah, it's just looking at me and I don't like it. Um, I'll have to cover the emu wars at some point. Yes. (laughs) Because that shit is serious and hilarious. I found and as it. always, we're on the side of the emus. <laughs> yes. Um, Just like we're on the side of the raptors when we watch Jurassic Park. Yes. I always root for the raptors. <laughs> Officers responded to the bank on Walker South Road after receiving a call around 4 p.m. Friday regarding the suspect, which apparently anticipated the imminent arrival of law enforcement and fled on foot from the scene. Walker police said in the post... <laughs> 
that I just yeah, thought the that chicken was... knew that the cops were coming. Yes. <laughs> oh no, it's the cops. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny that they put that Is on it? their Facebook. <laughs> That's adorable. People it's needed the fuzz. that. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my goodness. And this last one, um, it's not so. It's not so lighthearted, but I figured we could make fun of people. Um. Okay. So, this is from COVID19misinfo.org. Oh, um, God. <laughs> hospitals around the world are being targeted by conspiracy theorists. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, they this, are. Yeah. This was posted and about a month ago. these people are fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> in the midst of a global pandemic, conspiracy theorists have found yet another way to spread dangerous disinformation and misinformation about COVID-19, sowing seeds oh of God. doubts as it, about its severity and denying the very existence of the pandemic. Since March 28th, conspiracy theorists, aka coronavirus deniers, have been using the hashtag FilmYourHospital to encourage people to visit local hospitals to take pictures and videos to prove that the COVID-19 pandemic is an elaborate hoax. The premise for this conspiracy theory rests on the baseless assumption that if hospital parking lots and waiting rooms are empty, then the pandemic must not be real or is not as severe as reported by health authorities and the media. What? Mm -hmm. No. People aren't going to the hospital because they don't want to catch it. (laughs) Exactly. Of course, in reality. What? What? Oh, my God. (laughs) Just. Of course, in reality, also, you can't you can't videotape inside of a hospital. <laughs> it's against confidentiality or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't even videotape my own child's ultrasound for my husband, who wasn't allowed to come to my appointment with me. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> it's illegal. There's no talking sense into these people, honey. No, there's not. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, of course, in reality, there's a simple explanation for why some hospital parking lots and waiting rooms might have been empty. As part of pandemic planning, many hospitals have banned visitors and doctors and have had to postpone or cancel elective and non-urgent procedures to free up medical Mm -hmm. staff and resources. This is in keeping with expert advice from the CDC and other health authorities. In addition, as a way to slow the spread of of the virus and prevent cross-infections with non-COVID-19 patients, the CDC also recommended that healthcare facilities create separate intake and waiting areas for coronavirus patients and reserve emergency areas for emergencies such as heart attacks and broken arms. Furthermore, with the lockdown, fewer people... That would be amazing because Josh kept almost dropping something on his toe yesterday and i was like we're not going to the hospital so like (laughs) you need to be fucking careful (laughs) we'll we'll splint that shit with a (laughs) q-tip we're not going to the hospital (laughs) it'll just have to grow back weird like (laughs) yep that's what he said he was like i guess it'll just be crooked (laughs) call you all crooked crooked feet Furthermore, with the lockdown, fewer people... Sorry, that just made me think of Creed. You kids want to see a toe? (laughs) You guys want to see a a foot with four toes? (laughs) Ew! (laughs) We're not going to look at the toeless Creed. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god. Uh, my favorite is when he's sitting there across from Meredith. Like Angela gets up in a huff and then yeah. he sits down across from Meredith and starts eating Angela's cereal and says, Angela's the office bitch. Hi, I'm Creed. Nice to meet you. Like <laughs> she's like You we know sit me next to each other. <laughs> Hey guys, somebody making soup. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Oh my god, I love Creed so much. <laughs> mm. Um this empty hospital conspiracy theory joins a parade of false, unproven, and misleading claims about the virus that have been making the rounds on social media, including allegations that 5G wireless technology somehow plays a role in the spread of the COVID-19 yes, virus. I just heard about this. It's such bullshit <laughs> everyone is an idiot oh I swear my god. To god um or taking cocaine and drinking bleach might prevent or cure you of the virus oh take cocaine do that yeah <laughs> there's ghosts in your blood do cocaine about it do cocaine about it <laughs> and maybe maybe th- try some mercury in your penis too mm-hmm if yeah. we're just going to be doing crazy shit, <laughs> people are just going to be wear- running around doing all kinds of stupid shit. Just shove some mercury up there. It'll work. Yeah. Douche with some mercury. Shove shove some UV light under your skin somehow. <laughs> Inject yourself with Lysol. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Don't do any of that. Just <laughs> so that we're clear. Th- I am kidding. <laughs> This is a comedy podcast. Yes, if you're getting you're serious information from us, <laughs> oh you have come God. to the wrong place. You cannot sue us if you do any of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my segment. We also don't have any money, so <laughs> <laughs> joke's on you. <laughs> uh, but that's my segment. Yeah. Nice. Those were great. Thank you. I thought they were fun. That chicken story (laughs) takes the cake, man. Right? I thought it was was just adorable. So I love that kind of stuff. (laughs) All right. Shall we take a quick break? Yeah. All right. Hey, everybody. Hi. We're back. We're back. All right. So last week we talked about some toilet paper. Yes, we did. And... (laughs) What people used to use before toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And, and we rounded it out by talking about the, the glorious invention of the bidet. And today we're going to continue on that train. But not in a graphic way. So, okay. Um, I, don't, I don't think in a graphic way. We'll see where this, where this takes us. But <laughs> so we're going to do a throwback to... Uh, to a t- to another time that a toilet paper shortage happened. So, um because I think that's funny. So, um <laughs> this is from uh Mental Floss, of course. Um this is an article written by Jake Ros- Rossen mm-hmm. um and published April 23rd, 2020. So, this is, you know, cuz it's relevant right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um So, Gary Vanderberg the assistant manager of the Piggly Wiggly grocery store in Appleton, Wisconsin, was accustomed to fielding customer requests and making sure everyone left happy. Mm-hmm. But in December of 1973, 
Vanderberg was confronted with a peculiar situation. His store was running out of toilet paper. Fast! <laughs> Customers plucked rolls from shelves as quickly as, the, as quickly as they could be stocked. A woman came in looking to purchase ten cases. What happened? Store managed... I don't know. Let's find out. Store management decided to triple their normal order. It wasn't enough. The Piggly Wiggly had been inexplicably besieged by people hoarding bathroom tissue. Just a few days later, this local epidemic would soon turn into a national concern. And Johnny Carson would be to blame. Oh, no. Do you know who Johnny Carson is? No. He's the guy who used to do the Late Show. Okay, yeah, I thought the name th- sounded familiar. Okay, yeah, he he had uh, he had a lot of comedians on his show and stuff like that, and it was uh-huh. always like, um, "Hey, if you get invited to the couch, that means Johnny likes you," kind of thing. Okay, and that was where a lot of stand-up comedians would go to get their big break. So, nice. Um, like he loved Robin Williams, and he made Robin Williams huge. Um, that's the way the the comedy scene used to work. So, hmm. um, okay. So in 1973, the United States was beginning to grow accustomed to shortages. Oil prices had soared due to an embargo. The stock market was plunging. In the midst of this, Harold V. Froehlich? Sure. um, Yep. Mm. Harold Froehlich? (laughs) A Republican congressman from the heavily forested 8th District of Wisconsin began receiving complaints from constituents that pulp paper was getting harder to come by. That's the worst thing to call toilet paper I've ever heard of. Ugh. Pulp paper? I hate it. Ugh. I hate the word pulp. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, that's my moist. <laughs> yeah, let's stop it. Um, I can't, now I can't. Um, <laughs> around the same time, Frolic noticed some news reports of a tissue shortage in Japan. He investigated and believed the source of the claim was companies who were exporting more pulp paper out of the United States to avoid federal price tolls on domestic sales. Huh. Believing this could lead to a serious paper shortage of all types, Frolic issued a press release on November 16, 1973. Few news outlets paid much attention. Then, Frolic discovered the federal government's National Buying Center had failed to secure their normal number of bids for a four-month toilet paper supply intended for soldiers and bureaucrats. Frolic issued a second press release on December 11th, this one focusing more on the potential for a shortage of not only paper, but the one consumer product that no American could live without. Quote, the U.S. may face a serious shortage of toilet paper within a few months, unquote. He wrote, quote, we hope we don't have to ration toilet tissue. A toilet paper shortage is no laughing matter. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is, though. Yes, it, it is. Um, oh, God, the way people freak out about it, too. I'm just like, just get the, the shower is right there, dude. <laughs> It's right there. What will we do? What did people do before, honey? (laughs) (laughs) Wash yourself. (laughs) You will find a way. I promise. Oh, my goodness. Frolic's intention was to bring... (laughs) 
Frolic's intention was to bring attention to what he perceived to be an industrial problem by pointing out a shortage that would affect every household in the country. It worked. News media began to cover the story on television and in print. The more outlets that picked it up, the more words like, quote, potentially were lost in translation. Of course. Almost immediately, customers were buying shopping carts full of toilet paper out of fear they might soon not be able to buy any. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. On December 19th, roughly a week after Frolic's second and more dire warning, Tonight Show host Johnny Carson made mention of the story in his monologue. <laughs> Quote, of all the shortages we have, there's a gasoline shortage, he said. You know what else is disappearing from the supermarket shelves? Toilet paper! <laughs> you can laugh now. There is an acute shortage of toilet paper in the good old United States. We gotta quit writing on it. But I tell ya, it's a, it is serious. I just saw a commercial where a Mrs. Olson comes in with a shopping bag and, and a housewife says, Forget the coffee, just give me the shopping bag. Sure. Humor was different back then. <laughs> um... <laughs> With an audience of roughly 20 million viewers, Carson, because there was nothing else to watch. There were like three channels. Yeah. With an audience of roughly 20 million viewers, Carson's mention activated a national paper panic. Of course it did. Millions of people. What? I said, of course it did. Oh, yeah. Million. I mean, I get my news from, from, from comedians. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Millions of people cleaned retail shelves of rolls. A store in Seattle ordered 21 cases but received only three, adding to the hysteria. One woman reported asking for toilet paper rather than gifts for her party. Stores <laughs> tried s stores tried setting limits of two to four rolls per customer. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Others Still. raised prices. <laughs> Others ra raised prices from 39 to 69 cents per roll. Ooh. Not to gouge customers, but to dissuade them from buying too much. That doesn't work. Um, <laughs> other paper products like towels and cups were also in short supply. There were even rumors that a toilet paper black market had emerged. Of course. Where hoarders... Yes, where hoarders were offering rolls at a markup. Remember that asshole in Tennessee that, like, bought all the hand sanitizer and then tried to mark it all up on Amazon and then got, like, shut the fuck down? No. So now he has just, like, 70 grand worth of hand sanitizer that he can't unload. Well, apparently there have been, like, people that bought, like, thousands of dollars worth of toilet paper from stores and now they're trying to take it back and the stores won't take it back like no why would they take it back you're gonna fucking use it like yeah just now you don't have to buy toilet paper for the next year and a half yeah <laughs> and also That's... fuck you for buying so much seriously like oh lord no <laughs> oh goodness Oh, quote, I'm used to being able to go when I want to, but suddenly I think I'm going to have to start curbing my habits, one <laughs> woman said. <laughs> Girl, I feel you. Some of us are pregnant. Uh, the, more, the more toilet paper that was purchased, the more customers unable to find toilet paper were convinced there really was a shortage. Mm -hmm. Frolic was right about the crisis, only... Only he was the one who had unintentionally caused it. 
<laughs> Naturally. The toilet paper frenzy continued in, into 1974. Into the next year. Oh my the, god. <laughs> but eventually, customers realized Frolic's concerns simply weren't material- materializing. Mm-hmm. Respected CBS broadcast journalist Walter Cronkite urged calm. Oh, sorry, guys, I am having some um, <clears throat> burping issues here. Sorry. Indigestion. Um, Walter Cronkite <laughs> urged calm on his newscast and aired footage from the Scott Paper Company that demonstrated toilet paper was coming off the factory line without delay. Excuse me, Michael Even Scott Frolic- Paper Company? Yes, the Michael Scott Paper Company. Um, <laughs> they make toilet paper now. Even Frolic walked back walked back his comments, though his third press release didn't get nearly the same attention as the one where he raised the potential for bathrooms devoid of toilet tissue. Of course. <laughs> I mean, like, who hasn't gone into a bathroom where there's no toilet paper, though? Like, it's <laughs> fine. Uh, when he returned from his holiday break... Carson felt compelled to issue an apology. Did you now? <laughs> Quote, For all my life and entertainment, I don't want to be remembered as the man who created a false toilet paper scare, he told viewers. I just picked up the item from the paper and enlarged it somewhat. There is no shortage. The Fuhrer soon wound down. <laughs> Good. Strangely, it would not. So it wasn't the po- the politician. Mm-hmm. It was again the comedian <laughs> that people listened to. Strangely, it would not be Carson's only brush with bathroom controversy. It- <laughs> In 1977, the host was able to win a lawsuit against Earl J. Braxton, a Michigan businessman who marketed portable toilets under the, under a name that was familiar to the Tonight Show viewers. Here's Johnny. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Like, here's the John, but yeah. it's here's Johnny. Yeah. Ha mm. <laughs> ha. All right. Yeah, that's it. I thought that was funny. That was. That was good. Yeah. (laughs) This has happened before. (laughs) We will get through the toilet paper crisis, my friends. I'm starting to see that Kroger has toilet paper again. So I think the toilet paper thing is starting to taper off a little bit. Yes. Yeah. But we'll see. (laughs) We will see. We will see. I've been hearing that... once we open back up, it's going to spike again in the fall and be even worse. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. It'll be fun. Hopefully you guys are staying safe. Remember to wash your hands, wear your mask with it over your nose and mouth. Yeah. And remember, you <laughs> are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. 
All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye.